Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So I just want to send a big shout out, man, to everybody that's been showing love, man. I really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, this has been season three. Uh, I've been rocking out, trying to bring you guys the best of guests from, you know, different communities, from our community. Um, you know, everybody sharing stories of, you know, past, present, future, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, um, you know, the whole concept of this uh, platform being created was so that we can document the stories of, you know, people from our community and also to break down all the barriers and build the bridges. Because, you know, there's so many people who, you know, discriminate, you know, have racist issues, bias issues, discrimination issues. And, you know, it's not until you actually hear somebody's story and know who they are and where they came from until you start to realize that, you know, um, you know, people aren't who you think they are. But um, today I have a special guest, man, a brother that I've been building with for many years and, uh, you know, very accomplished brother. And, um, you know, I'm I'm really grateful to have known him. Uh, We've done time together and uh, now we out here building together. And uh, yeah, without no further ado, man, I want to, you know, introduce you guys to my man, Vaughn Arrington. Yes, man. I'm glad to be in the house. My man. My if I'm going to break the mic first. <laughs> Before we get to talking. But yeah, I'm glad to be here, man. The spot is fire. Even your clock has blue characters, man. Yeah, everything's blue and black, man. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's my color. That's my favorite color, bro. You know, I, I grew up with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I stay dressed in it, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes, man. It's nice. It's nice down here. It's nice to, to be able to come in kick with you on this platform but it's also nice of a place to do it at it's real sharp down here man so thanks for having me Thank i'm glad you, to be man. Here, no man. doubt man i appreciate you coming i'm glad that you you know like the place yeah. um you know um everything that i do in life especially here at, at my home and in my studio you know every piece that i invest is just a piece of me you know what i'm saying yeah. when you look around everything you know is a reflection of who i am my interests, things that i like you know yeah. what i'm saying stuff like that um you know so many people when they come to the studio they be so amazed you know what i'm saying and yeah. i'm like you know that makes me feel good bro because i always want people to come here feel loved feel safe feel welcome yeah you know what i'm saying got yeah. the hell of a snack bar going snack bar I mean? off the hook bro you know what it reminds me of bro what's that remember we were locked up used to want to have all of the snacks man <laughs> just to make your time a little bit better bro you have every this is like mm-hmm. this is heaven over here in the corner bro yeah for all the days i couldn't get store or i missed yeah. a secure pack or something yeah yeah i'm getting back at it now you, you you know what I'm, I'm stocked up i got all the colors all the bro flavor. you are winning what you bro. want chocolate chewy hard candy what you want cherry you know seven saying? up i got deck. ice cream cherry seven up whatever yes, you sir. want Yes, what? sir. But you ain't had that Icelandic water, though, bro. I had to pull up with that for you, though. No you doubt know? about it, man. I was yes, like, okay, man. then. Like, this shit really from Iceland, you know what I mean? And it's it tastes good. very clean. Very clean water, man. Yeah. For sure. Yes, man. So, yes. me and Vaughn, we were at Chippewa. We was upstate together doing yeah. time. Good brother, man. We used to build, you know, in there. And, um, you know, that was some years ago, man. And, uh, you know, coming home, you and I had crossed paths 
And uh, shit, you helped me get through my first semester of college, bro. You know, when I came home, I just wanted to stay on the right track. I wanted yeah. to make all the right decisions. And, um, you know, you really helped me get through that, through that, you know, that part of my uh, of my journey of coming home, that transition. And, uh, you know, I really wasn't prepared, bro, for, you know, what college had to offer as far as, you know, just the process of things. You know, when I was in prison, I was very studious. You know, I was always, um, you know, reading always facilitating self-help life skills curriculum and uh so i was really accustomed to you know taking notes reading you know um and just being familiar with studying and stuff yeah. like that but when i came home like everything was just like technology Digitized, it was very man. very time yeah. consuming lots of energy bro like i was mm -hmm. getting off work and then going straight to college and i was like exhausted bro like i really yeah. wasn't mentally prepared for that you know so yeah. you know i made it through the first semester bro but um you know i just really got busy with life with my job i was <clears throat> evolving so much even without you know having you know a, a bachelor's degree or anything like that mm -hmm. like you know i'm you know just recently transitioned from youth department to adult services so you know um that's something that i really um enjoy doing because uh, i get to do a lot of outreach work and i love yeah. to network with people and i love to help people and i love to just build with people get to know people like you know everybody Buddy. I've been like just building bridges with everybody and you know being a part of ceasefire now like that's really helped me bridge the gap between the east side of Detroit west side of Detroit yeah. um DHDC we're trying to expand our services downtown to River Rouge E-Course Lincoln Park yeah. you know what I mean like so DHCC that's where you transition from youth services to adult services yeah so now i work with returning citizens we run oh, a tattoo cool. removal cool. program um you know we hold healing circles for men so if any of you guys are out there and uh you would be interested in being a part of a of a men's turkey uh, uh talking circle or healing circle you know please reach out to me we'll be doing them probably once a month and it just creates a, a, a space you know to have a conversation with men yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. and not just necessarily men who've been prison but you know whatever men are going through out here like a lot of people they don't confide in people it's hard to trust anybody or have right. anybody to confide in and talk about your stress and your trauma and yeah. stuff like that so i wanted to be able to create that space you know to be able to have yeah. those conversations and and start the healing process man because yeah. there's so many you know men women and children from our community who are just living with so much um yeah Trauma, trauma and carrying all this baggage of trauma yeah. and resentment and frustration and hate and you know like they yeah. say man hurt people hurt people bro yeah. you know what real i mean talk bro real talk and you know i really love being a part of the ceasefire team bro because you yeah. know we're really frontlining for everything bro dude that's that's the let me just tell you that's the reason why i was so happy to see you the other day downtown is because i mean it's just good to see you you know for sure but the fact is, man, the police are there to confront issues. You know, they're downtown to stop um, violence or any anything that's out of the way. They're there to stop it. But a lot of times the community isn't there to support or really see what's going on and handle things that are happening within us. We're not there. But you are. You were there. And, and that made me proud just to see the community itself coming out to stop things that doesn't involve handcuffs, you know, or guns or any more um, police on citizen violence. Like, you know, yeah. not that we have a big issue with that in Detroit, because we don't, but still, you know what, these things are, these problems can be handled 
in the community by the community. So to see you there, I was proud also because of that, man. So I, I love to see you in that space of helping to resolve the different traumas that we have and stepping up to connect with people that really don't have nobody to connect to and they hurt. So they hurting other people when you dare to, to stop it, man. I love it, bro. It's just one of the things that I learned about myself when I was growing and going through all these transitions, you know, is just that so many people felt like they didn't really have other options. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like me, I thought that what I was was what I was always going to be for the rest of my life. You know what yeah. I mean? And I didn't really feel like I had a whole lot of options, you know? And, you know, once I started to discover myself and willpower and, you know, um, you know, they got that Romans 12 to be transformed by the mm -hmm. renewing of your mind. Yeah. Like, you know, I have repeated it for years before I actually fully comprehended it and then really knew how to actually utilize it and apply it in my everyday living. Yeah. And once I started to tap in with myself and I realized that I have the power and the ability to change the direction of my life and make life what I want it to be. The same way I chose to be in a gang, the same way I chose to sell drugs, the same way I chose to be in the streets. And, you know, I also had the, uh, that freedom to choose a different path for yeah. myself. You know what I mean? But I had to get rid of all the old baggage, you know? And yeah. there's so many people to today. Too. You got a lot of good people from our community, but sometimes they be worried about what other people think of them. You know, they're going to yeah. think I'm soft. They going to think I, you know, I switched up or I sold out or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so many people from the community always want to live up to somebody else's standards and expectations you know what i'm saying but yeah. it's important for you to take a look and tap into your own morality and your own value system because sometimes you may have higher standards than most other people do but you it's unfortunate because so many people dumb themselves down right you know what i'm saying just yeah. to fit in the circles you know yeah. and i used to see that shit a lot in prison because i used to be able to pinpoint like man this guy he's intelligent he's smart you know what i'm saying he's educated he was raised well but he dumbs himself down just so he can, you know, survive, you know, amongst right. circles. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm like, if anything, you should be the leader, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, that happens out here too, man, with a lot of the, the kids. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you was mentoring on the youth tip with the teens, man, because you see it a lot. You know, there's a lot of kids that have way more than what the community is trying to pull from them. And mm -hmm. because these different things that aren't so popular, they don't make you cool because these things are – you know, they're, they're of another sort of popularity that isn't cool. It isn't regarded as the cool thing. They get lost. You, you get know? lost in the sauce, bro. Just like, yeah. you know, when I joined a gang, bro, I didn't really join a gang because I wanted to go and hurt somebody or do something to somebody. I just joined it because that was part of, you know, my commitment. That was my extended family. This was mm -hmm. my neighborhood, you know. And then, you know, once my house got shot up, once I got jumped, once I got, you know, just things started happening, you know, you know how they said two for eye for an eye, two for a two. Mm -hmm. So I started to match that energy, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. you know, and then I, you know, people would look and say, hey, that's just a pretty bad guy, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because he's into these things. And it was just like, you know, I let people set the standards on how we're going to do. If you're going to be cool, yeah. we're going to be cool. If you want to beef, I'm going to beef. You right. know what I mean? But now, now I'm just like so far beyond that. You know yeah. what I mean? Where now I set the pace. I set the standard. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. 
you might have a higher morale for life, for freedom, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. the skills that we have, you know, teaching myself effective communication skills, yes, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Critical thinking skills. Yeah. You know, that shit really, you know, when you start to study that shit for years, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. then you start to crave change. Like, yeah. bro, I had outgrown prison, like, to the point where I just felt so out of place in there. You know what I'm saying? I used mm -hmm. to crave freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um... And I craved, I craved growth. I I craved change. I wanted a different life for myself, yeah. bro. And and I didn't wait till I got home to start to put that in in motion, bro. I started in there, you know what yeah. I mean. And when I came home, it just made things easier because I already had my mind made up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think it's beautiful, man, to start that change there. That's that's one of the things I think happened with both of us, man. Is, you know, you can't come home and be a new person. You know, you, you got to be the person that you are wherever you're at, you mm -hmm. know. And so that transition happened for me inside, too, man, of just just recognizing the value that you have, you know, and, and what you could bring to any relationship or any community, any environment. Being able to see yourself, you know, it's um, it's a beautiful thing to do. But when you get home, man, that gets activated because the opportunities to utilize those parts of yourself that you couldn't, are there when I got home, man? I couldn't. Do you know I didn't sleep, Eladio, until three days, man? Like had passed. I, I went to Marygrove College, and I saw the computer, cause there were there weren't any. If you had a computer when I went to prison, you were you were balling, man. Uh, computers were not popular. That was 1997 when I got locked up. I was 16 for two days, and when I came home, it was 2007. Um, and man, I saw that computer and saw what it could do and that I can like Google something and see what's going on in China, my mind was blown. I couldn't sleep for three days. I was on the computer for three days. I went to my classes and got out and went to the computer lab like, oh my God, you know, because again, you get the opportunity to all that growth that you had been through and you felt like you outgrew the prison. Now it's time to do all of the stuff that is there that you couldn't use, you know? And man, so I, I understand, I understand, bro. I was on fire to do stuff when I got home. I couldn't sleep. And then I wanted all the opportunities that I could take, everything that I could do, I took advantage of it, man. And still it's like that. Man, listen, bro, I slept so good when I got home, dog. I was sleeping good. I'm talking about, it was crazy. Every time I jumped in the car with somebody, I was nodded out. Wow, why were you sleeping I so I don't much? know. Like, what I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I was, I was exhausted. You know what I'm saying? Like... Every time I got in the car, I mean, we ain't used to being in a car, at least right. for me. Every time I get jumped in the car and went anywhere, bro, boop, I was knocked out, snoring and everything, bro. Everybody's <laughs> like, what's up with you, bro? Like, it literally looked like a motherfucker's on drugs or something, dog. <laughs> Nigga just nodding out. I'm like, I don't know, bro. I'm like yeah. a baby. He put me in a car and I just knock out, you know yeah. what I mean? But when um, you woke up, you was on it, though, bro. You was uh -huh. on fire. When I ran into you when you was home, man, like when you first came home, I remember a lot of your conversation, the way you you sounded like a nervous ball of energy. Like you had drank Red Bull and you were just trying to figure out what to do. Like that's how you were, bro, constantly. And I admire that, man, because you just, you again, like that energy, you know, and that, that opportunity to do all of the stuff that you yearned to do while you were in. 
all of that stuff was trying to escape. It was trying to get out of you, man. And, mm. and you put it in the right places. Being in college and focusing our energy there, that was the right place to do it at. You know, getting my job, bro, I think I was like 90 days out when I got my job. I had went to the DHDC to get my gang tattoos removed. Mm -hmm. Had a couple conversations with some staff members. Talked to the supervisor at the time, uh, Ro Rosie Guerrero. She was a um, supervisor for the youth department. Shared my story with her. And uh, Monica Alvarado, they ended up getting me a job interview with uh, Angie Reyes. Yeah. Shout out to Angie. Um, you know, they gave me a second chance, bro. I shared my story with them. You know, they didn't judge me. You know what I'm saying? And they gave me a second chance. And I've been building my life at the DHTC since then, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, really, bro. Like, I've really built a life on that. Yeah. And it kept me busy, kept me idle. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and and everything, like, all the skills that I had that I used to gangbang. And, you know, since I was young, I've always been in a leadership position. But it was always because not only did I have good, good communication skills, I had diverse communication skills. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was able to go everywhere that everybody either wasn't going or wasn't allowed to go. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I tell guys all the time, gang members, drug dealers, like, you guys possess skills, you know, that are valuable. It's just you got to apply it to the right lifestyle. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You guys are out here running it up, you know what I'm saying? But eventually... Eventually, you know what I'm saying, you're going to lose it, you know, one form or another, whether it be to death or whether you go to prison or mm -hmm. whatever the situation may be. And in one minute, bro, you could be hustling for 10 years and the feds can come take everything, bro, in one day. You know what I'm saying? Right. And now it's like everything that I have is mine. I earned it all the right way. Right. Can't nobody come take nothing from yes. me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro, good stuff, bro. Yeah, my dog. Good stuff, you know bro. Yeah. So... Tell everybody, bro, like, uh, you know, what is it that you do? Tell them about, you know, your business and, yeah. you know, everything you got going on. Yeah, a lot, bro. A lot. Um, so so I, I'm 40 years old now. I just turned 40. Um, just, damn, it's, we're in July. No, not just. That was nine months ago. We <laughs> <laughs> quick, didn't it? Yeah, huh? you about man. to be 41, Ooh, dog. Yes, October's coming, man. But I don't feel anything like it, man. I feel so energized man and and just like at the beginnings of my career for real man and my career is 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 much like yours you know it's it's, it's being able to support and help young people and adults too that just don't know the steps to take to get to where they need to go um and it's also to communicate resources to individuals to individuals that don't know where to go you know and that's what my business is based on uh my partner and i sarah collard we run a company called Human Flyers. And Human Flyers is known for grassroots communication, door-to-door -door communications, knocking on doors, engaging people. Uh, we might be at events that you're at, and we're talking to you about Detroit Public Schools. We're talking to you about access to water. We might talk to you about your dental health. Um, we'll talk to you about a lot of different things, but it's all around bringing up community health you know how do we talk to people that are in these different spaces that need the support and so that's what human flyers is and we employ a lot of young people um each year we're at Mumford high school you know and we are recruiting students from there uh, we recruit students from all over the city though but Mumford is a base uh for us and now uh, mary grove 
is the base for us. And it's a it's a full circle, man. Me and my best friend, uh, Sarah, and I, we're extremely proud. And I'm rocking my Mary Grove shirt today, too, bro. You know, that's where I graduated from. That's where okay. That's where I went when I got home. And it's um, it's a, it's a full circle, man, to be back at the Grove. That's where Human Flyers was born at. And um, Human Flyers is what sustains me daily. You know, that's my mm. source of income. That's where I put my passion. I love the work that I do. I love the people that I get to work with. I love the youth that get to work with us. And, so uh, what kind of clientele do you target? Do people find you? Do you find them? A little bit of both, but mostly them finding me. Um, us working with the mayor of Detroit and uh, and helping him to get elected uh, on his first run, that made us really popular. And so after that, folks come looking for us to, to help them to get the word out about different things, whether it's a political candidate or whether it's a nonprofit that need to share the resources with the community. Or, you know, if it's something like a governmental department that needs to spread a word about the services that the city is offering, um, those are the folks that I will work with. Large corporations or government departments that need to tell the Detroit residents a thing or two. I'm the one you would tell because I will penetrate Detroit with, you know, we could be 10 deep or we could be 100, 200, 300 deep. It just depends on what we're doing. But we're going to come through the neighborhoods and talk to you. So I'm, if you live in Detroit, we have been on your porch a few times mm -hmm. anywhere in the city. We have knocked every single door. Uh, I'm pretty confident saying we've knocked, I would say, 90, 80% of Detroit's doors. We've knocked on them, if not all. What would you say are the best ways of promotion? I mean, we talk about flyers. We mm -hmm. hand out flyers. You know, is there a certain businesses or locations that you target or is it depending on what it is that you're flying for um like utilizing the internet is also another yeah. way to promote like you know me being an outreach worker an outreach worker i'm always you know passing out flyers pertaining to you know adult services that will provide at dhdc mm -hmm. ceasefire we have many different services there as well you know helping you know gang active gang members retired gang members you know uh you know returning citizens stuff like that and um, it just seems like for some reason, like, um, so many people lack the information, though. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, the community. Like, when I started working at DHDC, bro, like, I'm telling all my family, they're seeing all my videos that I'm making on Facebook and this, that, and the other. And they're like, man, I've lived here my whole life, and I never knew yeah. that you guys had after-school programs, summer program, ESL classes, GED classes, mm -hmm. you know, and then robotics programming and just, like, adult services, just all these things that we provide. And it's like... You know, I don't know if people just don't care or they just don't pay attention or what. But, I mean, yeah. ever since I've been working there, bro, we, I got somewhere. I got like 10 cousins. They're all signed up in programs. Yeah. And, you know, and I've been able to, you know, especially during the pandemic, like we were giving back to the community like crazy. We were passing out diapers. We were passing out food. We were passing out funds. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of my family, you know, they were able to come and get help as well, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But it's just about what more can I do? to get um you know to inform the community and the yeah people. yeah i i want to i want to tell you man it's people live in silos just think about it you know you get up you go to work and you come back home and you and you knock out right you just told us about you falling asleep all the time you get your work done you do what you got to do see your girl you go to bed i mean this is your this is your mm -hmm. your circle this is what you got going on and that's everybody else 
And so they don't know what's around them unless they're told, you know. And so what I would say is the best way to communicate resources or to, to get people to discover something is to generate a buzz around it. And that buzz, it doesn't necessarily come from a flyer because we all know, man, what do you do when you get a flyer? put on your door like it's kind of the trash like yeah. like oh somebody put this here for me to throw it away no we put it there for you to read but yeah. that's not what people do and so human flyers the name inc includes the word flyers mm -hmm. but that's not that's not what we do to get the word out we are the flyer and so we will tell individuals that's why community penetration is so important man talking to people one-on-one -on -one and letting them know in the way that you do mm -hmm. you know letting them know that it's there but you got to get to them one-on-one -on -one, word of mouth and then people would become aware you know i've really been blessed to have the opportunities um you know with ceasefire um uh, we've been um attending like all the marches all the stop the gun violence marches mm -hmm. all the rallies for gun prevention uh, gun violence prevention um and i've been asked to speak at many of these engagements and mm -hmm. i really enjoy it because i feel like you know i'm able to share my experiences and help other people you know what i'm saying kind of figure out you know some direction mm -hmm. and then like i tell people all the time like when we were in prison there was guys who just used to read books all the time and they're yeah. very intelligent but it was crazy because people knew more about others than they knew about themselves and mm -hmm. i said listen take time i said we are all books i'm a book you're a book we have many chapters you know what i'm saying and you still writing the life you know your life that's right and, and you know and when you look at the bible the bible is full of people who are sharing stories about events that occurred in their life and how God and how Jesus, yeah. you know what I'm saying, played a part in their life, you know, yeah. and even the devil, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I, 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 you know, these are testimonies, you know, these are stories mm -hmm. that need to be told, you know, just like people get inspired by reading the Quran and reading the Bible, our, us too, you know, documentation of our stories and our testimonies yeah. and things we've been through. Like you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, God works in mysterious ways. He'll pull yeah. you through the trenches, you know what I'm saying, and put you through all that. And, you know, you just got to keep your faith, stay strong, stay solid, learn from everything, and then pour into your people, pour into your community, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah, pour man. of yourself. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny, Neo. It's funny that, um, <clears throat> it's funny that the folks that are designed to do the work are prohibited from doing the work. You know, mm -hmm. when you look at when you look at the law, you know, that's interesting, man. When I was studying social work at Mary Grove, I was told, you know, you going after this degree, you're looking to work with young people, but you can't work with vulnerable populations, mm -hmm. you know, because I had a violent crime, carjacking, armed robbery. And so they say, you know, because of this, you're not allowed to talk to or engage populations that are vulnerable, elderly, young people. Um, but we're fit. We're fit to do the work the best. So it's interesting, man. And people are people are books, like you said. And to do the work that you're doing in this platform with this podcast is really interesting, man, because it can open the eyes of people if they were to watch it. Lawmakers, um, policy shapers, the folks that may say they aren't fit to do this. They should not be in this space. Well, if you just knew who they were. You will see they probably should, mm -hmm. you know. I've had a lot of, you know, community politicians on my show. I've had mm -hmm. Eva Torres. I've had Gabriela Santiago Romero. I've had Hector Santiago, David Sanchez. 
like you know i i I always want to have you know diverse guests you know what i'm saying because they all have stories too you know what i mean yeah but um you know it's just nice to be able to have people who entrust in me my podcast the purpose and his mission you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and um you know, because a lot of people will be like, well, what does a District 6 manager do? Right. You know, what, what, you know, what are these people? What do they do? Like, does my vote matter? Does it even, yeah. you know, does what I have to say or think, you know, even matter? Because I used to feel that way, too. Like, vote for what? Like, who cares? Right, yeah. And now I'm like, you know, now that I know I can we vote. We need to vote. You know, yeah. I voted, what, a year or two ago for the first yeah. time ever, and it felt really good because yeah. being a felon, I'm like, damn, I'll never be able to get to vote, you know? And now, I mean, there's possibility, you know, through all these expungement events that have been going on, I'm hoping to get some of my felonies and, um, and uh, you know, my other minors... Uh, yeah. I was going to say minor tickets. Your, uh, uh, no, what do you call them? Uh, minor tickets. <laughs> I was going to say my minor tickets. No, oh, man. I forget what you call them, though, but you're talking about the lesser offense than a felony that we receive when we do little stuff, traffic yeah, yeah, issues. Yeah, like little weed possessions and stuff like that. Misdemeanors. Yeah, misdemeanors. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But, you know, because I honestly, bro, like, um, even though... You know, I'm all for gun prevention and gun violence prevention and stuff like that. You know, the reality of things, bro. You know, I I, I do wish I had my rights again to be able to to bear arms, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to protect my home. Yeah. Because, um, you know, the devil don't take no breaks, bro. You know nah. what I'm saying? And there's a lot of people out there dancing with the devil, man. And my heart goes out to all the families who have been suffering from the loss of children and loved ones, bro. Like, past couple months, bro, you know, I, you know, just a couple weeks ago, I was at a funeral for an 11-year-old girl who was shot and killed. You know what I'm saying? Just last week, or just a couple of days ago, a 14-year-old girl was killed. You know what I'm saying? Another, yeah, I seen Another that. little teenager was playing with a gun. Yeah. And um, 11 years old, right? Yeah, it's just, you know, seeing too many, so many babies, so many kids getting killed. And it's like people just don't value life. They don't value freedom. Like they just don't care. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, what do you expect, you know, the government to do for you? What do you expect? How do you expect anybody else to care when you don't even care about yourself? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like, how do you how do you impact and affect the masses of people and and you know help try to cultivate for them to believe in something bigger something more purposeful something bigger than them you know what i'm saying because you know coming from the streets we just so accustomed to living for the day because tomorrow's never promised you know what i'm saying but life is what you make it because every day successful people are living successfully they think about the future they plan for their future they live for the future you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and and, yeah. and you know a lot of people from the community you know they just don't think that way bro no i think that's where we come in at man and that's another part of my work you know so human flyers is cool and it's great and i love all the work that we do but you know i have a deeper passion than what we do on community engagement in respect to uh resources that are out there uh i think the biggest resource man you just kind of alluded to it the biggest resource that you have is 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 yourself you know and really getting to know yourself reading the book that is you i think i think that's elemental to success and success that is of divination man being able to to connect yourself with god and being able to move in alignment with his strengths and what he has for you 
that's important to do. And that's that's where my deeper passion is, man. So I got this workshop that um, I've been I've been messing around with for the past about eight years, man, nine years. And COVID kind of messed that up. You know, we couldn't do a lot of stuff like that, you know, be in front of a classroom and executing programs and workshops. But this one, Nino, is called Life Planning. And what we do is we, we deal with the goals of a person and then we deal with what are the barriers to the goal and then what are the tasks that need to be performed in order to get to the goal? What's the objective of the goal? What are you really trying to get done? And then who's a good partner? Like if you want to go to college, who do you know that has graduated? That person is a good partner for this particular goal. Um, you want to have a healthy relationship with your woman. Well, who has a successful marriage? That's a good partner to the goal, you know, and then a timeline to get to that goal. Because everything that you, you ever want to accomplish, it should have a marked date on when you're going to be able to get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, you should have something to reach for in a, in a matter of a, of a time frame. So that workshop, I think, satisfies what you're speaking to, man, of being able to get the community to see in themselves what they really want to be. You know, know that it's there. And they just need a little bit of guidance to get there, you know? You know, it's about really being about around like-minded people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get rich hanging out with a bunch of poor people. You know what I'm saying? Broke, unproductive people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, when I was in prison, I did shit every self-help class that you can think of. And, you know, that was one of the things that they always talked about was, you know, it's a, you know, you don't, you don't, if you have a problem and you want to resolve the issue and you need some good advice, you don't turn to your homeboy who's a hothead and his answer right. to everything is violence. Yeah. Fight and blow his shit out, shoot him, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're not the guy I want to go to to ask for advice. Right. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. want to talk to somebody who can contribute, you know what I'm saying, right. to to the solution, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, has your best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very mindful because you can go ask the wrong person for advice and your whole day, you know, can turn out bad <clears throat> and some. Or your you life could turn out bad. One bad, oh, for one yeah. bad decision right. or some bad advice somebody gave you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's about being around the right people. And a lot of people don't have that. You know, they don't got a Nino but or a this guy. Man literally brian this guy literally sat in my college cast classes with me bro like he came in we spoke to the professor he's like listen he just got out of prison he don't really know how to do nothing so i'm i'm here with him and i was like damn bro like he did that multiple times he came and sat in class with me in college bro you know what yeah. i'm saying and i really appreciate that, yeah bro, bro. You know i appreciate being able to do it man I, yeah. I i love that we are able to help one another man that we're in a position to do it you know how many people in there that are, are still just the other day bro i was talking to uh hardman i don't know if you remember him but james hardman i was just talking to him um on the phone man we don't know when he's coming home mm. you know one of the most brilliant minds that i have ever interfaced He'll, he is projected to never be released. So it's good to be able to help you out. It's mm -hmm. good, man. And then it's good to step in the way of people who are heading there if we don't go and help them out. Mm -hmm. You know, I got a young man that lives with me now, man, my little brother, Devante. You know, I don't know. I don't I don't know where some of the young fellas that, that I work with, that I mentor or um, just connect with, I don't know how things would be for them if we 
weren't in a space, you know, the mental space to be able to jump in and redirect them. It's important, They'd man, for us to do trouble, what we're doing. Bro. They would be in prison. They would be part of the problem, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, sometimes it just really gets discouraging because, you know, every day, bro, you turn on the news, you see some mass murder shit, some killing. And it's all, it's you disheartening, know, a lot of man. time, a lot of young people. And, you know, every day we feel like it's our duty and obligation to make a difference, to help change lives, to help save lives, to help make positive impact mm -hmm. in people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Then you turn on the news and a 14-year-old girl just gets killed. And it's like, man, like, you know what I mean? Like, you just yeah. feel overwhelmed with frustration because it's like, you know, is it working? And, and, and You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. It, it, it means to me, when I hear stuff like that, it's not enough of us. And that's one that I missed. You know, like, I feel... Um, I feel like we need an army of us, man, of change agents because it's not enough people that's stepping in the gap. There's so many gaps in the community. You know, I was thinking about this, man, um, a long time ago, man, I was told about this incident in Africa where these elephants um, were taken away from this country. Um, the the adult elephants they were like the the uh, the the male adults like the fathers they were all taken out and um, like months months later there were all these murders of uh, different animals man like monkeys different cats wild big cats leopards they were all just being murdered in the middle of the night and um, they set up some cameras these scientists set up some cameras trying to figure out what was going on guess who it was that was doing the murders just just guess nope the young males the young males were just in the middle of the night killing for no reason you know and that that speaks to something man that speaks to something there's no leadership and there's no model to follow and so what happens is they become they start to look for how to be strong and be a leader of their own facilities. And they don't really have any. So they make some terrible decisions trying to be powerful and be strong. And that's, that's, that's what I think happens a lot of times in the community. We need to get in there to, to be the leaders, to show them. And unfortunately, in a lot of the cases, man, and shout out to uh, Sherelle at Pure Heart, you know, there's there's these these missing fathers, man, and missing mothers, too, that aren't really there, even though they might even be there physically. They're not there all the time. And so they can't give the leadership that's needed to put these young folks to where they need to be. And so we have an 11 year old playing with a gun and kill a 14 year old girl. We have mm -hmm. these incidents where a 14 year old boy is locked up with a life sentence. Um, you have all these different situations. Because there needs to be a little bit more mentorship and leadership in those gaps. It's just too many of the boys in our community have a misinterpretation of what being a man is. And then when you ain't surrounded or you don't have any positive, influential male figures in your life, you know what I'm saying? You grow up and, you know, everybody's in a gang or everybody's selling drugs or everybody's using drugs or everybody's an alcoholic or they practice domestic violence or, you know, they're just angry and violent people. Like, 
you know, of course you're going to think that, okay, this is what a man does. He doesn't express his feelings. He's always angry. He wants control. He has to settle his differences with violence. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of kids really think that a man is. And that even myself, that's what I thought. Me too. I thought that too, man. And, uh, you know, so now I like, now that I really learned, you know what I'm saying, about, you know, the concept of life and family, friends, humanity, community, all that type of stuff. I try to be an example for, of that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we need more influential, positive brothers yeah. to take the high road, bro, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like the blind leading the blind today, bro. Yeah, you know man. What I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm proud. I'm so, I'm. Nino, I'm so proud of the work you do, bro. I can't even express yeah. it, man. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. Dude, you, I appreciate you, and I, I feel like this. I feel like, you know, leaders are great. I think leadership is awesome, man, to teach others to do what we do, you know, to, to lead the young people in the right direction. But I think we've kind of graduated, bro. I think that we're at a stage where we need to cultivate. We need to be training the trainers, you know, we need to start having um, men work with us and build them up and young ladies build them up to be able to take on the responsibilities that we know are there and that need support that we're doing. And you that's know? what I was going to tell you, too, is that women now are becoming very violent, very aggressive. They they're shooters, too. Now, mm-hmm. women, yeah. you know, and I think, uh, you know. A lot of times, a big part of that coming comes from women having to be play both roles of, you know, father and mother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Teaching sons how to be strong, and their interpretation of being strong is being violent. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because that was their fathers or mothers. Right. Or, Example. You know. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, I just. I just wish that they knew that, you know, they can do better. Yeah. You know, there's so much more to life than that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a space for us to be able to to reel them in, man. I'm loving opportunities that are upcoming. Um we've been working with the sheriff, man, Ray Washington, and I love this guy, man. Um he's up for he's up for uh re election now. We're working with him. And he has an open heart to get us in a position when i say us those who have previously been incarcerated to get us in a position to be able to create programming and execute programming that will allow uh for the redirection of folks that would go to jail Mm -hmm. that he wants us to step in and take over these situations to keep them out of jail it's crazy having a sheriff that don't want to lock people up man mm-hmm. it's it's bananas to to uh and, to and, know this and guy it's like i've seen so much change bro i've yeah. seen people multiple multiple people who had life bids on their yeah. backs in their home now living a good life yeah. have nice cars trucks house married or single yeah. or whatever you know what i'm saying they're living it up bro so you know change is happening change is coming but you know, when you got guys who are just throwing rocks at prison or beating the doors in to get back in prison, mm-hmm. it just, it's not helping. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it can be frustrating. Tomorrow I'll be in Lansing all day with my, um, you know, outreach team from DHDC. We're going there for a reentry convention. Okay. It's going to be an all day thing. Oh, that's dope, bro. Um, they picked me to actually facilitate the breakup groups in there. Oh, that's cool. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. 
But, you know, this is like my second, third time going to Lansing and, yeah. and um, you know, educating myself and just being a part of something that's bigger and better than Yeah, me. that's nice, you bro. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I want to get back into the prisons, bro. I want to get yeah. back. I want to go to the juvenile homes. I want to go back into prison. And, you know, I want to share my story. And I want brothers to know that, you know, anything is possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Life is what you make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. You know? I like I like that you're going back to do that. And that's and that's what I'm that's what I was just mentioning. And you know, is 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 training the trainers, you know, showing people how to do this work. And uh I think we should have a conversation later on about the work we're gonna be doing with Ray, because I think you serve an excellent um place inside of all of that, man. But uh but yeah, man, I'm I'm on I'm on task with you on interrupting that cycle. And we need to train other folks to do the work that we do. So it's not just us, you know. And there's, there needs to be a, a much larger group of us. When I came downtown and I saw y'all down there, like ten deep, you know, it made me feel so good, bro. Because it's it's often the case that I'm talking to a bunch of young boys. The other day, man, I got some guys coming down the block. It's getting dark. Why y'all young fellas got on masks coming down the alley, man? Why? What are what what for? Like why? Why are you doing this? And so I had to stop them and just tell them, man, listen, y'all deep, y'all young, y'all black, and y'all have masks on coming through the alley. What do you think is gonna happen to you if the wrong person sees you who has done something wrong and they are afraid because they think the person might be after them? And then here come you and they got a pistol, then what's gonna happen? Or what's going to happen if the police see y'all this deep with these masks on? You think they're just going to drive past you? Let's think about this, you know. And so what happens if I ain't there to stop these young fellas? Like what what kind of incidents happen when we're not there? And so it's that's been on my heart a lot lately to get more people involved in the place where I am to intervene. You yeah, know, I so mean, I love you know, you're you doing that. that. Each one teach one, bro. But. You know, I tell people all the time, like, you know, I respect everybody who goes through college, gets degrees, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. a, you know, bachelor degree or even a master's degree. You know, I know a lot of people with who are very educated and devoted a lot of their life, you know what I'm saying, to, uh, you know, to these degrees. And um, but I tell people all the time, no matter how much you study, how much you read, how many years you got invested, I am the curriculum. I am what you study. You know, there's no better teacher than experience itself. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that that's why I make the impact that I make in people's lives is because mm -hmm. I can relate. You know what I'm right. saying? This is not yeah, something I, I studied. And, yeah. and like I said, it's nothing to take anything away from anybody. But, you know, I just, you know, I, I experience is a number one teacher, bro. Yeah. And, you know, I, I and and what makes life worth living for me is to know that everything that I went through wasn't all for nothing. And it was because I learned from everything. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree with you, man. You got people who will go through that same struggle and live life with resentment for the rest of their life. Hate life, hate at people, hate everything. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? That's not what that shit is for. It's to build tolerance. It's to build intelligence. It's to build understanding. Yes. It's to build, you know, endurance. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, it's, it's to build. Yeah, that understanding you know? piece, man. I love, and again, that this, this platform, you know, you work in this podcast. I love the understanding that, that comes out of it. I remember, I won't say any names, 
uh, for this for this short story. But I remember I was with some people, man, some very powerful people, um, you know, over the state of Michigan. You know, some people that were inside of work with the state, and um, and I'm with these folks, man, and they said some really interesting things about people who are who have been incarcerated. You know, returning citizens, and the things that they said were like, you know, we need to steer clear of leadership of people who come from this sort of development. And little did they know, you're standing next to somebody who spent two years in prison and you're looking for advice from me. And, you know, and this platform does the same thing that happened that day is they knew me, but they didn't know my past. And so once they knew Vaughn was locked up for 10 years, you know, because they always see me with a suit on, a tie on, and I'm always groomed, prime and proper. But I'm really a hood boy. I'm really from the hood, man. You know, I ain't how I look all the time. And Where so you grow it's up from, boy? Um, West Side, man. Six Mile, uh, Schaefer, Baby Bronx area, Finkel, Schaefer, um, Linwood, Davidson, Number Streets, West Side. Yeah, you've been all through there. Yep. I remember when I went to Juvenile, bro, the FMK boys, Finkel Mafia Killer. Yeah. Um, who would you else? Everybody was a dog. It was seven mile dogs. Right. Yeah. Six mile, six mile dogs. dogs. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, man. PA boys. Yeah, P Rock, all of them. Yeah. yeah, them the gangs. Them the gangs from back in the day. Yeah. That's when I used to go in the youth home. You had the loco boy cribs. You had headbangers, mad dogs. Yeah, H B. Yeah, I remember them yeah. too. You know, I just went to a funeral about a month or two ago, bro. One of the uh, top dogs for the Headbanging Bloods had passed away, man. It was over down on Chalmers and Rosemary, bro, was where they had the funeral at. Yeah. And, um, you know, you could you could tell he was very influential because that place was packed. packed inside and outside. It was like the Red Sea. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, you know, I went there, ceasefire. My ceasefire team were all there. Um, you know, the ceasefire team was handpicked. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got no Mickey Mouse people in that group. Like, everybody, you know, who was in there is, is respected in their own communities. Yeah. From the east side to the west side. And then I was picked to hold it down for southwest. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So Good uh, choice. Yeah. For yeah, sure. No doubt about it, man. Yeah, man. I respect yeah. it, too, man. All the guys were real solid. That I that I met that night, man, and I I just appreciate the heart of them all. You mm -hmm. know that everybody doesn't want to see any more violence. They don't want to see anybody hurt. They want to heal, man, and that's that's so uncommon, man. So it's beautiful to see it so prevalent that brothers are about therapy, brothers are about having conversations, brothers are about spirituality. To see that in the middle of downtown, amongst all the things that we're dealing with right now, mm -hmm. is it's gorgeous, man. It, mm -hmm. It's nothing like what I've been seeing lately. Yeah, people really do have a lot of respect for us, bro. Like they yeah. come to, especially the young people. You know what I mean? Like I mean, you saw people stopping, man. Looking like yeah, people were like ceasefire. They thought we put out fires and shit. I'm like, man, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> not the kind of fires that you might think. Yeah. But people were stopping when I was standing there talking to y'all, yeah. man, trying to see what was up, see what's going on, reading your shirts, you know, wanting to talk, ask questions, take pictures, 
You know, and people like, are impressed by a it. A lot of people are combative with the police, towards the police. You right. Know what I'm saying? So when we see that, we'll intervene and right away they'll be like, all right, man, it's all, I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just out of respect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's beautiful, man. There was an incident not too long ago um, with uh, an officer got into it with a guy punching him. You know, it was all over social media, man. And, um, it's good to see y'all there because that eliminates stuff like that that may happen sometimes, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it, bro. Like, you know, we've dealt with some hostile people, but we've always been able to come with positive outcomes, though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Especially it's hectic when you're dealing with people who are drunk, you know, under the influence of drugs and ego and all that. And, you know, when you go downtown, bro, everybody's about feeding the flesh. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. all about, you know, what you're wearing, what you got on, what you look like. Everybody's sizing each other up. Everybody, right. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. You got guys walking up and down the street in Greek town with Dracos and ARs hanging on their necks and, you know, side pieces. And it's like, you know, I understand everybody has the right to bear arms, but it's like, you know, what kind of message are you putting out there to people? Because it really does make people uncomfortable. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then really, I feel like you make yourself a target. You yeah, know you I'm do. Saying? You do. You know, if somebody yeah. really did have a problem with you, you sit around yeah. running around with this shit on your neck. You and, letting them uh, know. And, you know, a guy can, you know, they can work around that. You know what I'm man. saying? You became a target now. You know Bro, I be telling the little brothers, man, they get, get these pistols. And I got one, again, no names. I got one little brother. I tell him, man, you know, you got a pistol. You trying to protect yourself. That's cool. But everybody doesn't need to know that you got a pistol. Mm-hmm. Letting people know that is, is letting them know you need to shoot me as soon as we have an altercation. Mm-hmm. You need to hurry up and do it. That's That's the information that you're passing out when everybody knows you got a weapon. You know, that I'm going to shoot, so you need to shoot me. And that's... Well, I was in a barber shop, and, like, everybody had guns on them. I'm like, what the the fuck, bro? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, what if somebody gets in an argument or, yeah. you know, just somebody's having a bad day? What happens? Like, like everybody's going to get shot in this bitch, bro. Like, yeah. it's the wild, wild west. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even though, I, I like, you know, I don't like guns and all that shit no more just because, you know, I live that life, but... Like I said, I hope one day I can, you know, get my rights back, you know, to bear arms just because I do believe that I have the right to protect my house and my family and stuff yeah, like you that. Do. But yeah. it makes me feel like I need to be able to protect myself, you know yeah. what I'm saying, in a situation like that. But it's really not because when everybody has guns, like, it, it can't be good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a scary thing, man. I remember coming back, bro. Uh, being in the UK, you know, we were talking earlier about traveling. Man, and, this guy been all over man. the place. But let, let me tell you some of the experiences, though, bro. Like I was in the UK. I I I um I got to study at the University of Liverpool, and bro, when I was there, um, uh, I made a lot of friendships, man. And I've been back to the UK. I can't even count at least at least seven, nine times, man. Yeah, I've been back please. and forth. I, I love the UK, bro. I do. I love Liverpool in particular. But um, once I was coming back, man, and I, it just it dawned on me that I'm going to a place that has like the barbershop. Like you saw, everybody has a weapon, right? There, there are no weapons. It's not legal to have a weapon. You can't have a gun. 
You know, so imagine like I'm I'm around here for like two three months, cause I would go and just stay as long as I as I could a lot of times, man. But um, when I came home this time, it dawned on me that I could be shot. You know, and there was no threat of it. See, like in the absence of something, you realize the presence of something else. Mm-hmm. That I had the presence of safety. I was mm-hmm. safe. I mm-hmm. could not be shot. How am I going to get shot? Mm-hmm. There's no weapons. And so when I was coming home, I'm just like, damn. And there's so many mistakes. There's so many incidents where somebody gets killed, man, on a mistake. And there's nothing being... I mean, you leave it to me, man. I would, I would throw out all of the guns, bro. Like, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, yeah, there just, would be no I guns, just don't man. I understand why people in the streets got access to military issue, fully automatic, hundred round drum. I'm talking about this is these are weapons of mass destruction, bro. These are yeah. weapons that you know you go to war with. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. These are not weapons that we should be able to have access to in society. I understand a 12-gauge. I understand a hunting rifle, a shotgun, you know, a, a pistol. But, bro, these guys got shit to chop houses down. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, you know, you look at crime scenes, bro, they're picking up 50 to 100 shells. You know what I'm saying? You think innocent people and kids and women and children ain't going to get killed, bro? Like, you know, like, you got to think about that shit because, yeah. you know, the, you know, the guys are doing shoot. You guys got kids, too. Yeah. You know, you know, that's one of the things that helped me transition into the person I am today is empathy, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking, of, you know, putting yourself in other people's situations and imagining, you know, what it would be like if that was you, if you were them, if you yeah. were in their situation, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh you know like you said bro we just need more good positive solid leaders out here who are guiding their people but people people are bloodthirsty out here bro you know what i'm saying yeah you think about back in the days when they used to build arenas for violence and everybody's just you know yeah kill them kill them you know everybody's bloodthirsty bro yeah you know and it's like how do you try to make a positive impact and try to help people see things differently and how to value life and family and freedom and you know life in general that's so beautiful and so precious bro yeah it's it's culture shifting man it's like it's i think it's reshaping in the educational institutions i do Mm -hmm. i think i think being in the schools and offering i really want to do another class man i want to do a class on life skills and i want that class to to flourish throughout the district of detroit public schools man but we can talk about what does it mean to be a man what does it mean to be a woman what does it mean to be strong what is love what is healthy communication how do you how do you diffuse an altercation how do you have a healthy altercation you know, I want to, uh, I think it's culture shifting, man. I think we need man, to get in there and do some of that. Your dog, man. You know, that's, that's right up my alley, bro. Like, even the curriculum that I facilitate to the youth is called the Hoven Noble. It means the noble youth. And this was a curriculum that I was trained by. Um, his name is Jerry Thale. He's from, um, they're from Cali, Northern Cali. And uh, the name of their business is uh, National Compadres Network. And uh, everything they do is about culture, it's about spirituality, it's about growth, it's about maturity, Mm -hmm. it's about cultivating what is righteous, you know what I'm saying, in our youth. 
And, you know, we talk about integrity. We talk about being the man of your word and, you know, the power of word, how, you know, words can create war. They can bring about peace. They can help people. They can hurt people. You know, we talk about, you know, being a person of integrity. We talk about what defines a man. You know, we talk about respect for your community, for Mother Earth, for Mm. Father Sky, for self. Like, we Mm. teach them as kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um... You know, I just think that these are conversations that we really need to start having we do. in our communities, bro. Yeah, we really but do. But it's just like they em- they embrace the negative shit. They they love the bullshit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A lot of times you talk positive. It's like, yeah, okay, it sounds good. But, you know, it takes time, bro. Like, I was taking all these classes, you know, and it took time for me to first be able to comprehend it and then learn how to apply it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's placement. It's placement because it's a, it's a time to inject it into what's going on, and then there's a time to to make a relationship where you can inject it. You know, because everything's about relationships, Nino. If you mm-hmm. connect with a young person or you connect with whoever, man, that allows you the space to be able to do what you're talking about. And we got to know when, when, and where to do each you, one. You know, one of these days, bro, I'm gonna um, when I have my next uh, healing circle, bro, I'm gonna send you an invitation. You know what I'm saying? I would love for you to come down to the DHDC and, and hold in the circle with me, bro. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I'd love so to, bro. Build, man, and just have a conversation about, you know, about life, about men, about integrity, being of your word, yeah. yep. all that type of stuff, man. You know, even just, you know, mannerisms, you know, please, thank you, excuse me, simple things that, you know, make you go the extra mile in life man a lot of a lot of the youth they just don't even possess that anymore bro. right yeah. just decency yeah you know what i'm saying yeah so i want to be able to restore that in our people because you know um it's the people it's the people who make the communities who set the mm-hmm. new standards and the expectations and you know the exceptions of things you know and like in our community, bro, they got speed bumps up every damn street now. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And I was just like, I was frustrated because I'm like, here it is. We need government to step in and and put these things in our community because we don't know how to act. You know, because people don't know how to be safe. You don't go to suburbs. People out there care about their kids and their pets. And, you know, they're not drag racing down the street, <laughs> punching it 60 miles per hour. Yes, you know, bro. Down the street. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. It's like, you know, where do you get that mentality? Like, you got you got, you got kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, and no, you need somebody to come in and step in and tell you how to live your life and correct mm-hmm. your errors and things like that. Because you don't see all the speed bumps in the, in, in, the, in the suburbs. Why? Because they respect their community. They yeah. respect their neighbors. They respect their streets. They respect safety. They respect rules. You know what I'm saying? In our community, we blow through red lights, yellow lights, stop signs. You know, we fly down the streets like, you know, we're crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, we wild. And then man. you hit somebody, kill them, and then take off because you ain't got insurance or you you know you don't want to go to jail and you know what I'm saying. It's just like, bro, we got to get to a more civilized mind state. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's gonna take me and you and others that are like minded to to create that. Listen, man, tell everybody where they can find you at, man. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, yeah, tap man. in with you, your human flyers. Yeah, y'all can y'all can tap in with me at Lion Man three one three. Um, you know, spelling like a like a lion, you know, like the animal. L I O N M A N three one three. Um you could you could tap in with me there and it's Vaughn Arrington on Facebook. 
Um, but I want to I want to give an encouraging word for anybody who's listening. You can make a difference. You know, you can be the person that steps up and gives the message of ethics, of morality, and higher level critical thinking to young people. And if you're in a position to do that, don't hesitate to do it. You see, we hungry out here for it. Please do. No doubt about it, man. And I want to thank everybody that's been out there sharing, subscribing, supporting. I appreciate you guys. Everybody out there, man, you guys stay safe. You already know I'm always trying to be the best that I can. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, bring some hot guests with some good stories, you know, something to exchange experience and knowledge. But, uh, you know, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And you guys have fun. Enjoy the summertime because October's right around the corner. It is. And before you know it, we're going to be making uh, snow angels and um, snowmen again. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. But it's coming. I, I love life no matter what. It could thunderstorm right now, and I'd be happy. You know, so We can go out there in it, y'all. I'm with no it. No doubt about it, man. Much love to y'all, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. And it got me upset. Living in that very This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.